All right, uh, what's going on, guys? DB here. It's the WGC, St. Jude, FedEx, um, classic. This is a DraftKings show, I think. I'm kind of low. I'm going to be low energy, DB, today, tonight. Mm, I'm going to okay. come out the gate low energy, and I'm going to stay low energy. No, I'm probably not. I'm going to, I'll pick it up a little bit. So you're going to set the bar low and then just, yes, and, and maybe increase it or maybe not, but just keep it low. Going to keep people guessing. Yeah, definitely tired AF today. Uh, just one of those days, you know what I mean? It's, it's the time of year. School starts back. All, you got all kind of kids doing things and buying stuff and worried about schedules and, you know, every, all the things, right? Mm. Uh, so I don't know, man. I just woke up at 4.30 in the morning. My mind was turning. I just couldn't shut it off. It, it, but we're here, you know, and I did my research. I'm ready for the WGC. We got some picks. We're going to have a good show tonight, even though uh, I'm low energy DB. I just, you know, and then sometimes it's just about keeping people guessing. You know, I could yell in the in the microphone and say, what up, golf at? I could do all that, but it got to keep you guys guessing every now and then. Pat, you're refreshed and renewed mm-hmm. after the uh, the vacation last week. We had our boy Willie Wilcox filling in, did a great job. Yeah, he did. But, but you, are you good? You, have, you feeling good? Yeah, feeling really good, refreshed, ready to go. I'm probably a little bit, uh, you know, I... I I don't know. You're bringing me down a little bit. I was in I was in a good mood when we started, and now all of a sudden you're. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, man. Um, you know what? So you might have to carry me a little bit. You know, we might have to have. Uh, you know, this is if we're on a football team, if we're if we're in the locker room, and maybe you know I'm down or something. I need you to to kind of pick me up out there. I need a little. I need a little. I need to. You know, you put put me on your back and carry me across the goal line. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can do that. I can do okay. that. Uh, hey, but we are presented by Fantasy National Golf Club, and that fires me up because they're fantastic. So it's the best place to go. We've been using these guys for years, okay? Um, best PGA Tour, betting, DFS, whatever tools that you need. They're all right there on fantasynational.com slash TJ. And when you use promo code TJ, tell them where you heard about it. Tell them it's the TJs, the Tour Junkies. Uh, you get 20% off any level membership, weekly, monthly, or annually. Go ahead and lock it in, okay? Just trust me. It's the best tool you need. It's all you need. And all the stats we reference are straight from fantasynational.com slash TJ. I can't even imagine you not being a member of fantasynational.com. So just do it and trust us. Try it out. It's like, I think it's like eight bucks if you try it for the week. And then you can stop it. You can turn it off if you don't like it. And then send us an email and tell us why you didn't stick around. And then we'll chastise you and uh, peer pressure you and you'll be good. So fantasynational.com slash TJ, check it out. It's our go-to spot. Now, okay, I I am going to get fired up for this, Pat. We had the Olympics last week, and yours truly delivered again with DB's Big Balls betting card, Sepp Straka, first-round leader. Here it was, the betting card, Sepp Straka, first-round leader at 120-1, to had him on the card. Now, listen, we had a couple emails. People. People saying, hey, I didn't see the card. You, you didn't put it in the article. This is why you got to follow us on social media. This is why um, you got to be in the nut hut because, you know, when, when I don't, if it's a, week, a rare week where I don't do a full write-up on tourjunkies.com, I always publish the card with the dollar amounts and everything on Twitter, on Instagram, and in the nut hut. So those of you that, that tailed that, you're welcome. Uh, the big balls betting card. It's kind of small writing. I, I kind of wish it was in bigger writing. Well, I mean, underneath you, the, 
I mean, you got to put in a little effort, Pat. Like, God, I mean, put in a little effort. Like, read a little bit. There's a little disclaimer in there. Just, just like, just read a little bit. It says it right there, man. I, I gave two first round leader picks and I nailed it. Sep Straka was the man. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Olympics and the betting, kind of some things that I, I took note of and learned in betting the Olympics. Um, and it could apply to an event like this as well. We'll talk about that in the betting uh, show. Absolutely. And, also in the betting show, uh, another installment of the best game show in the land, Nut Up or Shut Up, is going to be um, hitting your screens on YouTube or in your ears uh, if you're listening on podcasts. It, it's going to be on the betting show. I'm excited for tonight's show. We've got a new sponsor for this week's show. Um, it's going to be great. Daniel Bate up, Aussie DB, light the candle, DB. I know I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I swear, I'm just sleepy. You know what? This. You know, we, we still aren't full-time. You know what I mean? Like, the, I said that was one of my resolutions. I, I needed people to, like, help me get, help DB get full-time, right? So I got to do all kind of extra stuff because you guys aren't spreading the TJ gospel enough. You know what I mean? So, like, this is really on you. It's really on you guys for not getting me There's to the place there. I need to be. So you need to be telling people about the freaking show is what you need to be doing. You need to, you need to quit holding it to yourself, get more listeners. And that gets DB full-time, and then I'm not so tired for the show. And I can do more stuff. And we can do more stuff. We can have a great time. But no, I got to go slave over a real job and then come do this because you guys are just hoarding us to yourself. And it kind of it pisses me off, Pat. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, you got to spread the gospel. The TJ gospel is, I mean, we've been around for, what, five, six years now? Need it. It's, it's, it's time to get this, this going. You know, let's yeah. get DB working full-time. Six years, man. I mean, give me a break. Tired of all this. Um, Come on, people. Another hit last week. I got to give some props. Our boy Crazy Marcus finally hit a, a freaking LPGA Tour winning bet. Uh, 28 to 1. Whoever that girl was at 1. I, I'm not even going to begin to say her name. Um, yeah, actually, I wish I had her name so I, you could try to say it. But it was 28 to 1. He wrote her up. That was also on tourjunkies.com. So, I mean, last week for free... You got a 28 to 1 hit and a 120 to 1 hit for free. And you were entertained. Like, what more do you want? How, how can you, you know what I mean? And betting, betting, you, you, can, you, you can share that, right? There's no advantage or disadvantage to you sharing that with your boys. You know, I get it with DFS. You're like, oh, I don't want to tell my friends about it because then they might beat me in my weekly DraftKings league or something. Betting, like, let's all just get a piece. Get that bag, as our girl Nita says. Just get the, we can all have a piece. So, um, shout out crazy Marcus for the 28 to one hit Marcus put her, uh, I see Marcus in the YouTube chat, put her name in the chat for Pat to say. Also, if you're watching live on YouTube, we appreciate it. Thanks for doing that. If you're, uh, if you're watching it all on YouTube and this is not live, put a comment in the chat. Uh, we would appreciate it. It'd be really nice for you to do that. Uh, it just helps things. It helps stuff go. It helps people discover us. It helps spread the TJ gospel. So maybe in the chat, put in a reason why people should listen to the show. Just do that. You're one reason why people should listen to the show or why they should watch the show. Put that in the chat. Pat, you wanted to give that name a shot? Yeah, I think I'm going to try this. Uh, Pajari Ananarakarn. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Ananarakarn. I think that was close. Crap. I, Sam's telling me to push a certain button and I don't have it. Dang it, Sam. I'm sorry. I don't have it. Um, yeah, I... Honestly, man, I don't know. I don't know that I can do any better. Pajari, I do like Pajari. I like where you went with that. I, I feel like that's got to be it. Pajari. Yeah. yeah. Uh, an, an, Anana Rakarn? Anana Rakarn? 
I think that's it. Anana Rakarn. Yeah, I think I that's added a, a couple tough. of hens in there. Jeez. Say that out loud if you're listening in your car right now. If you're driving in your car, say that out loud. Um, yeah, so Sepstraka, Anana Nanarakan, it was an amazing week for free content. You know what I mean? Pat leaves and we hit two big bets. What, what can we say? What's the podcast use tonight, buddy? A little wild leap tonight. They sent me this new, actually, this is fantastic. They sent me this, um, mm. it's called Great Prut. Actually, that's how it, that's how it reads. Great, great, great fruit. Fruit. It actually does not have grapefruit juice in it. They they put Good. that on the back. They're they're like they're like specific to say that. Um, and you don't taste a lot of grapefruit, but it's uh, it's a very good double IPA. It's oh. got eight point eight point two percent alcohol in here. Yes. So this is a it's very good, and uh, I'm enjoying it. It's probably one of my and I like all their beers that they've sent me. Yeah, I especially like the vodka. Yeah, this is one of my favorites so far. It really is. I'm drinking their vodka right now with a little transfusion, a little tranny. Um, hey, good, nice. You know, you know what I discovered on my vacation? Oh, what? You know, so there are a lot of diet drinks that I don't like. That they have like bad aftertaste and whatever. You know, like Diet Coke or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I try to keep the sugar intake. I try to like you know keep it low, not too much sugar. Yeah, because I'm known. For some late night Oreo eating stuff uh, like that, so yeah, I gotta, yeah. So I yeah. got to take that. I got to take that into consideration. <laughs> so yeah. over over the trip, over my vacation, I had quite a few transfusions, but I used diet ginger ale instead of regular ginger ale. It was pretty good. It actually was not bad. Eh. I, I gotta say, <laughs> I was surprised. I really was. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thanks for the super chat, Marcus. Dollar ninety nine. This should get DB full time. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. I mean, we're on our way. We're hey, we're we're a dollar ninety nine closer to full time. So there you go. But yeah. Uh. Thank you for that, Marcus. That Pat. I don't know if I could do. I don't know. Like sometimes the transfusion, especially if it's a weak pour on the vodka, can be a little sugary. And maybe if you knock yeah, out a little like bit of the sugar sweet. with the diet piece, that could be okay. So I'm. I could get down with that. That's not. That's not terrible. Um, you know, I'm wondering like double IPAs seem a lot more common now than they used to be. I think it's inflation is really what it comes down to. And I, I wonder if like our kids are going to be drinking like quad IPAs, you know, what is, what are you doing? I mean, look, Spaz, what are you talking about? I oh, got yeah. a tan. No, you're, you're kind of, I was actually going to say that Spaz bite thought he, oh, oh, wait a minute. Are we getting, uh, oh. Oh. I think it's this light. This stupid light really like it, it it if if I turn the light off you just like I don't you I'm don't look as look tan like as a, you have before. Like I've seen you come back in with that light and you look like a you look like a California raisin character. And now I'm you're just you, you just kind of look person, the same. I'm 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 way more tan. But whatever. Spaz. Yeah. I can't believe I, even, I can't believe you just lifted your shirt up for the people. <laughs> oh god. That was. Uh, we almost saw. Well, your I mean, you're, you've already talked about the show. on this show that you're you're gonna be all, you know, low key and tired and everything. I'm need. You said pick up the pace this week, so yeah. I'm 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 starting us off right. <laughs> is this OnlyFans? Yeah, this is Pat. This is Pat's breakthrough into OnlyFans. Actually, maybe that. But that's look, another. I get look. I get Tanner. The further I go away from the light. Look. No, <laughs> no, you don't. It looks exactly the same. <laughs> That's another um that's another comment you could put in the YouTube. What could I do on OnlyFans to get me full time? You know, if I 
Maybe if I did something on OnlyFans that made me enough money that then I could do TJ full-time. That's my workaround. It really does kind of piss me off how many chicks are making a million dollars on OnlyFans. Just showing their things. Just showing their stuff. You know what I mean? Like, what you just did right there, if you were a hot girl, you would have made a million dollars this year doing that. Well, people probably would pay me not to be on OnlyFans. Like, I could, like, they just, you know, just... I'm going to be on OnlyFans, folks. No, nope, uh, we're going to send you a super chat like uh, for $1.99 like Crazy Marcus just did. Well, for, um, you know, for you to get on OnlyFans, Pat, it, it probably means that uh, it probably means you got to use a little more Nutrafol. You know, Nutrafol is kind of this new stuff, and it's going to help with the thinning hair that we all see right now. You know, we see it, man. We, we kind of do. You know what I mean, Pat? You can't hide it. You know, no, you got no. it. You got thinner hair. So, you know, it's thinning. You're getting older. I get it. And you got to choose, you know, sometimes you feel like you got to choose between natural, you know, being natural and maybe a more holistic solution. Um, but there now there, there's a solution. Okay. And it's Nutrafol. It's the hair supplement that goes beyond genetics to target stress, which also can affect your hair loss, Pat. Hormones, nutrition, metabolism, and environmental factors that could all be playing a role in them hairs letting loose, baby. It's clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage without compromise. Some of y'all are out there compromising. Some of y'all are out there compromising with your head, uh, your head hair. You really are. And, it, and it's a shame, but you know it. You know it's real. You know it's true. You, you, you looked in the mirror, and you saw it today, and you know, it. you know I'm not lying. So be honest with yourself. 21 potent natural ingredients that also support sex drive, better sleep, and less stress, too. Does that sound fun? Yeah, it does. Yeah, absolutely. In a, in a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by more than 1,500 top doctors. All right? We got some bald or balding men on the show that listen to the show. We know we, know we do. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code TOURJUNKIES to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TOURJUNKIES. So appreciate that. Listen, if, you, uh, if you're one of those, you don't have to put it in the chat. You don't have to tell anybody, but, you know, we, we know you're there. We know you're watching. We know you're listening. And you need to go to Nutrafol.com slash TOURJUNKIES, promo code TOURJUNKIES. Awesome. All right, Pat. Uh, you're back in the saddle. Course breakdown, TPC Southwind, WGC, FedEx St. Jude in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. Memphis. I'm starting to feel it now. I'm starting to wake up a little bit. Sorry. Yeah. They got good barbecue in Memphis. Have you <sighs> ever been to Rendezvous Ribs? Woo. I've never been. Sick. But anyway, tell us about the golf course. We're quite familiar with this place, but. Let's... Yeah. Great course. Uh, it is a par 70, 7,238 yards. You've got 66 players in the field this week. No cut. It's a world golf championship, so there's no cut, just like we had last week uh, for the Olympics. We got Bermuda Greens, Zoysia Fairways with uh, Bermuda Rough. Uh, a lot of water hazards out here, DB. Uh, I think they're on like 11 holes. Um, you know, you, li- you look at that yard, it's 7,200 yards, and you think, that's not, that's not too long uh, by tour standards. But eight of the par fours on this course measure over 450 yards so that those are beasts of i mean that's that those are tough par fours yeah um those would all be par fives for me basically hotter than devil dick out there though so yeah it's gonna gonna be ball's gonna travel that was gonna be my next comment it's gonna be hot af um which is um 
probably going to magnify the difficulty even more because this is a difficult course. It is. Um, you know, I mean, it's it's always plays pretty tough. Um, when you look at it, though, your great ball strikers, you know, your guys that are good on approach, those are going to be key this week. You know, if the past champions haven't necessarily all finished in like the top 20 in driving accuracy, but everybody, like if you listen to quotes from the players and things like that, they all talk about being pretty accurate off the tee. And when you look at the past champions, you know, you've got guys like Kepka and DJ who've played well here and won, you know, Berger and whatever else. But then, you know, going back in the day, this was a Brian Gay course. Brian Gay won this tournament. Okay. Justin Leonard won here twice. Brian right. Ben yeah. Crane, Fabian Gomez, who's known, you know, they're all known for to be accurate players. So I do think there is something to be said for a little bit of driving accuracy. Not saying it's you, you measure it, you know, it's it's like the the main thing you weigh this week. But I do think it makes sense to look at guys that are pretty accurate off the tee. Um, but look, got to be a great on approach to attack these screens. You got to score and 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 take advantage when you can, especially on the par fives. Pretty easy par fives. Both of them are eagle chances for these guys. So I think that that's going to be important that you play well on those two par fives. Uh, but definitely, like, approach, greens, and regulation, those are the top two things that, that really show up out of all the champions here. Scrambling actually shows up a little bit, too. Um, but overall, I think it's just a tough, you know, real technical course. A lot of dog legs out here. You need some patient players that, um, you know, don't get necessarily too aggressive, but aggressive and know this course well. Um, and you got to putt well on Bermuda. That obviously is going to help, okay? you got to have a good putting week on Bermuda. Uh, for me, stats, I mentioned, um, you know, ball striking approach. Going to look at some scrambling and driving accuracy just a little bit. Like putting on Bermuda. I like par four scoring in that 450 to 500 yard range. And, uh, of course, some form in course history. You know, a couple things to look at when you're thinking about this course. And you're thinking about history and whatever else. This was not a WGC event at this course until 2019 that was the first year so 2019 and 2020 are wgc before that it was the saint jude classic uh 2018 and before so some things i've looked at have the history a little jumbled they have the wgc history as opposed to the saint jude history and so you got to make sure you're looking at the right thing there your past champions though justin thomas 2020 Brooks Kepka, the first year they had a WGC event was in uh, 2019, DJ 2018. Berger won it twice, 2017 and 2016. If you will remember, this course was actually, or this tournament was the week before the U.S. Open traditionally, before they moved it to the WGC uh, event. So there you go. I saw a lot of like, every time I'm doing my course preview, I see like db's face i look at it a lot I, it, it's there's a lot of times when i don't even want to look at your face <laughs> but during the course preview for some reason i like to look at your face and it goes from eye roll to <laughs> you know like agreement to like it goes like it runs the gamut on all all things when i'm going over the course preview so it's it's interesting I, that that makes me really want to hear your thoughts did so you i'm see, glad that you do that did you honest. see an eye roll today I thought I did, but maybe I did. Yeah, maybe you, you're just tired. No, maybe your you, eyes were tired and they rolled to the back of your yeah, head. That's true. <laughs> that's true. No, you actually did see one. Whenever you did the par four, 450 to 500, we, we've talked about this. It's the reason you walked off the show that, that night. I just hate those proximity stats. But yes, um, 
So, uh, I won't. What? Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> um, Lord. The the chat. I yeah. I, I'm glad you pointed out the the, the St. Jude Classic WGC thing, and you mentioned some really um, crappy winners of this event, Brian Gay, and those. You know, I think it's important to note that's when it was the St. Jude Classic and the field strength. Was, I, I get it. Was I, very yeah, bad. The US Open. Very yeah. bad. But um, the tight players, what I'm, I'm yeah, talking about, I mean, it's I, still. I think you're right. It could be an accuracy type situation. Now that's not what we've seen the first two years of a WGC setup and a WGC field. We've seen Brooks and JT, but I mean, any any one of the longer hitters on tour like those guys, if they're having a, a good week with the driver, it's over anywhere. Like they they can win it anywhere. Um, but I do think this is one of those places that a lot of different skill sets off the tee could could get it done. At the end of the day, it's going to come down to your approach play. A lot of the water comes into play on the approach shots. And then, like you said, scrambling. These are some of the smallest greens on the PGA Tour rotation. So being able to get up and down is important. Um, also, looking at the, the winning score totals, I think 13-under uh, and 16-under was where we were at the last two years for the WGC event. It's kind of been all over the place for the St. Jude Classic, uh, as little as 10-under from what I saw. Um, so, you know... It's going to be interesting. It doesn't look like there's really going to be much weather at all. There may be a little wind on Sunday is kind of what I see now, but obviously that could change. It could get windy here. It is TPC South wind, you know. You would think they might have a little breeze blow through every now and then. It's going to be hot and dry. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're, that's, that's basically it. But it's a WGC, right? 60 guys, no cut. You're going to get four rounds out of everybody unless they withdraw or something happens. Um, John Rahm's not here, which sucks, you know, because yeah. of COVID stuff. He, so he's not here. But, I mean, the best players in the world are here. And uh, I think for DFS purposes, you know, just keep in mind that it's just one of those weeks where, like, a lot of guys either love weeks like this because, you know, they, they, they like the variability of it and, the, the, you know, they want the four rounds. A lot of guys will, will use the same kind of bankroll management or play the same amount of money they normally do every week. Some guys will scale back. I prefer to kind of scale back a little bit on weeks like this. Uh, I like to bet. I would rather bet this event than I do probably play a lot of DFS. But, um, you know, if you're going to play DFS, I think, you know, consider leaving money on the table and consider, I think in weeks like this, ownership matters a lot more. I, um, I mean, it matters every week, but I think having that ownership leverage matters a ton. I'm going to talk about that here in just a second when we talk about the 9K and above range. But it's a pretty, uh, it's a stacked field. Uh, and the 6K range is really good. I mean, yeah, it I like is. The, there's a lot, I, there's of, a lot there. of names I like here in the 6K range. I mean, I would never make a full lineup with the 6K range, but it's it's a good 6K. I mean, you can definitely do a lot of different things here. So let's uh, let's get into it, Pat. Let's talk about the top tier, the 9K and above range on DraftKings. We're going to give you three GPP plays and one fade that we're feeling tonight. Um, so at the top of the board, let's see, we got Colin Morikawa coming over from Olympics as well as Xander Schauffele. We didn't even mention him, who freaking won the gold medal. You got Brooks, JT, Hovland, Louie's back, Bryson's back, uh, Cantlay's back, Berger, Scheffler. Wait a minute, why are those, why are those prices off? Those prices were off. Sorry, on the overlay. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that, fellas. God dang it, Sam. Listen, if you Come wanna, on, Sam. If you wanna, Sam's asleep also. If you want to apply to be a new uh, producer, just put that in the YouTube comments. We can, we can replace Sam next week. He can, he <laughs> please, please do. Please do. Uh, no, we love Sam. Producer Sam's great. By the way, uh, we didn't talk about this. Producer Sam is on a hell of a run himself. He, he hit Lucas Glover at like 150 to 1 pre-tournament. Who else did you just hit? No, it was, it was only 55 to uh, 1 on 55. Glover. 
you did somebody Shitty field. Who else did you? I get? hit champ. I hit champ. Champ. Yeah, it was champ. Producer what? Sam's picks are. I mean, thank God I hit that streak of that struck of first round leader. I'd be, I'd be out of a job to Sam. Um, <laughs> okay, let's talk about the top of this field. I think I'm going to start with my fade, Pat, and I'm going to kind of cop out here. My fade in this range is going to be the two highest projected owned players come Wednesday night. That's my fate. That's it. I don't care who they are. I really don't. If you're playing in a large field GPP, I'm willing to fade. I'm not saying you have to, but I'm willing to fade the two highest owned players in this, in this range, assuming that's like, that they're like over 20-something percent. I'm willing to just back out. I think this, this range is so stacked, and the difference between the, the names in this field, or the names in this range, is not that big of a difference. Like these are the best players in the world, the hottest players in the world right now. I just don't see a, much of a difference. So if you know, um, if Spieth and say, who who do you who would you project out of this range are going to be the top two? Highest uh, I think I'm going to say I'm going to say Brooks is one, and I'm going to say, and it might be Louis again. I'm going to say Brooks and Louis. And now, now listen, I like both of them. And it is hard to fade anyone here, really. Um, I mean, my heart wants to fade Bryson because that's, my heart always leans that direction. But uh, I, I feel like you could get away with just saying, okay, cool, those are the two guys that are, are, are really, really popping, so I'm going to pivot here. Because you're going to pivot to a world-class player. You're not pivoting. You're not sacrificing much at all. So if Brooks is the guy, you can play... I mean, anybody in that 10K and above range or even, you know, from JT up, those are your world-class players in this field. So take the leverage. Um, You know, I think that you could make the argument, and you should if you're building multiple lineups, that you can start your team at the JT range, like the 9K, and just fade the whole 10K and play a more balanced approach. I think you could do a lot of different things with this field, and partially because there's so many good names in the 6K, uh, like we just said. So that's kind of my theory there that's that's where i'm leaning so far um now don't at me when you know the chalk bomb is the highest popular guy and then he wins but i'm just saying from a game theory standpoint it's it could happen but my favorite place if i got to give three favorites which is hard is well brooks is one of them i mean i do i do love brooks here jordan is probably one of them and um, Scotty Scheffler, I'm, I'm still I'm, my the love affair with Scotty Scheffler is still there, still very present. It's, I feel like it started with me. It has not waned. I, I introduced you to Scotty. You kind of did. From you kind of you from set a love us up. Standpoint. And now I mean, you knew who he was. I kind of stole your man a little bit, but you know I was all over him for the open, finished T8. So I'm I'm not going to get off of him. Why would I do that? What I love about Scheffler is he feels like one of those guys that's just a really good combo of distance and accuracy off the tee. I talked about that at the Open. Um, total driving, he, he's got it. He's one of the best. Um, aggressive young player, ready for that first breakout victory, and a great value at 9,100. So Scotty's probably my favorite in this range. And then I'll just, you know, Brooks and Spieth are extremely attractive to me as well. Yeah. I, well... Brooks was my favorite here. I've got him as one of my GPP plays. I know you talked about him being a possible fade if he's super high owned. I do think it's going to be spread out a little bit up here as far as ownership. I'm not even, I think it's a tough question right now to say who you think are going to be the top two highest owned. Um, I can tell you right now, if Brooks and Jordan are up there in terms of the highest owned, like I will have a ton of DJ. 
I know he's not like peak DJ yeah. right now, but his record here, um, it's, his it's damn good record at WGC event. I'm telling you, if if DJ's flying a little low on the ownership radar, then then I'm I'm in here. I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. But yeah, I like Brooks a lot here. I mean, you look at you know if you want to talk about checking boxes, he's top ten in ball striking and approach. You know, he's top ten in greens and regulation, top fifteen in par four scoring. Um, you know, putts well on Bermuda grass greens. So everything about Brooks makes sense. And this is a, you know, this is a type tournament that he's going to play well at. So, I, and he's been playing well lately anyway. So 10, six, I really like him. Can I, I like Usti. Okay. I want to, I want to talk about Usti. I want to talk about Usti because our boy Cutmaker Jeff is in the chat. Jeff S Cutmaker Jeff. Good dude. Just says Louie will be the low owned nuts boys. Jeff, I disagree. I'm looking at Louie right now. Now, I like Louie, and you're about to get into it too, Pat. But why do we think he's going to be low-owned with a runner-up third, runner-up 18th, runner-up eight in his last six events? And at the Open, he was on average owned at 19%. At the U.S. Open, 19%. Like, I think people are going to still be all over Louie. See, I don't know. I actually think he is going to be a little bit lower-owned. Now, I don't think why? he's going to... I mean, because... For, fatigue like is it playing. is it Louis fatigue playing. there's fatigue but he did you know he wasn't he's not coming you know from overseas in japan and whatever else there's several guys up here that are you know you got xander colin rory coming over victor um but people you know, do Hideki. like playing him because he's been 20 percent owned his last three events yeah i just i don't yeah but it, when you look at this the over 9k guys yeah, you know, I think it's a good mix where you can, you know, there's going to be a lot of spread out ownership on these guys. I do think UC will be popular. I'm not saying he's not going to be popular, but I still like him anyway. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, regardless, I, I do too. Like, if all the chalk that I would want to eat, actually, I'd probably eat that over. I would Kepka. You'd eat Louie? I'd eat Louie. <laughs> Sexy <laughs> time, I like to call it. <laughs> so i do like you see this week and then i'm surprised you didn't mention this guy because i thought you would coming off a miscut where he just absolutely destroyed a lot of folks including you can't patrick can't i know man i'm so i'm kind of pissed at him right now i've been a you ride or die you gotta, you gotta forget in dfs i've been a ride forget. or die can't let guy you're right there's it's no cut i mean hell, I, hell yeah I, I mean the dude can score you know, checks a ton of boxes when you look at ball striking approach, all those kind of things. I mean, his driving accuracy isn't great, but still, I mean, I think Cantlay makes a lot of sense. And if you talk about ownership, coming off that miscut where he pissed a lot of people off like you, um, maybe you'll get him a little bit lower on. It, it, you know, I think that price, though, um, is very appealing for him. So, listen, uh, <sighs> In a field like this, with a stacked top end like this, no cut events, 60 guys, you know, winning score is probably going to be in that 15 to 17 under number. I just don't like, I don't want to answer any questions in the live Nut Hut chat on Wednesday night about this range because play who you want to play. Like, I, I really think you can fade the whole range. You can play the chalk up here and leverage somewhere else. You can fade the chalk up here and play the chalk somewhere else. You can talk yourself into one guy, talk yourself out of the other guy. They're all, like I said in the beginning, like world-class players playing well, the best in this field. There's all, all the win equity is in this 9K and above range. Like, I just don't know that I could really talk anyone out of another, 
you know, out of a play here. And, and I, I, I like them all. Like, I, so I just think like in this spot, you just play who you, who the hell you want to play. Yeah. I, I, if I'm going to pinpoint a fade for me, it's going to be Rory just going with kind of the travel theme. Uh, I, that's the only angle is like, if you want to play. And yeah. I, I think his, you know, as good as he's, he is recently on approach and ball striking, a lot of those things, his driver still concerns me. And on this course, I think if he ends up spraying it all over the place, he could be in a lot of trouble. So, and I say that as soon as I say that, I'm going to have Rory in like 60%. Yeah, you love him. But I'm, um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to the 8K range, Pat. Two, two tournament plays and a fade. Uh, who you got? I'll let you start it off. All right, so the two tournament plays. One, now I do think this guy's going to be high-owned, actually. Now, people may tell me different because I suck at predicting ownership. That is That's true. been known. That's been known for five or six yeah, five, disclaimer, six years. Disclaimer, disclaimer. Pat cannot predict ownership. Matthew Fitzpatrick love it. at 8,800. I love him this week. The guy is uh, in great recent form. You know, you look at his ball striking, check the box there. He's top 10 in the field in driving accuracy. He is number one if you look at the last 100 rounds putting on Bermuda grass greens. Um, and then just look at the last two years here when it was a WGC event. He was T6 last year, T4 in 2019. And you might could argue he's even in better form this year coming into this event. So I love Fitzpatrick at 8,800 there. And then this will be an interesting guy, I think, this week. Webb Simpson. Now, he was so terrible at the U.S. Open. And, you know, we talked to his caddy beforehand, and we didn't get a whole lot on his, like, health and whatever else, but he missed the cut. And then a lot of people didn't play him because of that in the Open Championship. And he has a T20, which is, or 19, or something like that. So he played better there. I think this is a great course for Webb. He's had a few weeks off. Um, You look at the last two years here, you finished T12 in 2020, second alone in 2019. Um, So I'm a big fan of Webb this week. And if I get Webb at pretty low ownership, I'll be all over that. Um, Fade is going to be Patrick Reed at 8,700. I think Patrick Reed is not all there right now. He doesn't excite me all that much. Like, I, I think he's, you know, you look at his form, nothing's great. I feel like you could get like a maybe a twentieth place finish out of him this week, but I don't. That's not what you need in your DFS lineups out of Patrick Reed. Um, you know, you look at the stats for him. I mean, they're you know the ball striking and approach is good. He's been rough off the tee, but but his you know I don't know. I just okay. He's not he's not terrible in the stats. I will say that, but I'm just not a fan of Patrick Reed. I'm mean, not going to play him at 87. If you're at all a travel fearmonger, then Patrick Reed is the worst. I mean, he went from yeah. London to Minnesota to Tokyo, then now to Memphis in four straight weeks. Now I, he actually played a little better in the Olympics than maybe some thought he would, given that travel. But um, yeah. Uh, all right, I'll make this pretty pretty quick. Um, I love the Fitz play. I've been all over him all year. Why would I stop now? I, I'm I'm there for Fitzy. So completely agree with you there. Now I am going to play a guy who did play last week in the Olympics in Tokyo. Uh, finished T14 all four rounds in the 60s, and he you know finished 15th here last year. 
And he's just been on quite the run, and that's Abraham Answer. He checks all the boxes that you want him to check, short of maybe a little around the greens, been a little sus lately. But, I mean, a stud, bogey avoidance. He's 14th in the field. Putting on Bermuda, he checks it. Strokes getting off the tee, 7th in the field. Approach 23rd in the field uh, over the last 24 rounds. So and he also, we learned this last week, finally got Dale Vallelli back on the back. Fantastic yes. news. We love Dale. Interviewed him on the show a few years ago. Uh, hilarious guy. And it's his longtime caddy. It's, it's the guy that he's had all that success with. But Dale had some uh, work visa issues. He's a Canadian citizen, so he's been stuck in Canada. And he finally got back over. He's with Abe. And um, it's great to see. So I'm a big fan of Fitzy and Abe here. The fate is going to be old Tommy Lad. I was kind of a believer in Tommy. He actually made the betting card at the, uh, for the Olympics. I was starting to buy it a little bit. I was starting to buy his, uh, his excitement for Tokyo, the visor, the hair flowing in the wind, those cankles that that dude's got, the ball striking. Just you know, I was starting to kind of get it. And you know I'm not really a Tommy guy. So now I'm back to still not being a Tommy guy is what I'm, I'm going to do. Just, he's just underperforming. Like He just continues to underperform. He can't seem to put four together. He had bookend 70, rounds of 70 at the, uh, at the Olympics in Tokyo, which is one under par, but it's not what you need to do when like 18 under wins the thing. So, um, you know, and if you look on the PJ, for the, in terms of the PJ Tour stats over the last 24 rounds, you know, bottom half of the field in approach, near dead last and off the tee, uh, bottom half of the field in putting on Bermuda. You know, that's, that's for the strokes gained events. But, um, yeah, I just, I'm not feeling Tommy, Tommy Fleetwood. 8K, now coming back over from Tokyo. I'm not buying it. I just, he's, he's, he's not. I got on him one week. I gave it a ride. Now I'm done. I'm back off. I, I usually don't play him. So, okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. Let's see. Oh, before we get into this, we got to remind people to uh, have a drink. You know, get a go get a drink. And when it's not, um, you know, when it's not, uh, you don't have to remind me that. True. True. Well, <laughs> if you're with your friends, you're playing golf, or maybe you're not playing golf, or maybe you're not with your friends. Maybe you're by yourself. You're with your your significant other. Your um your, your dog. Um, it's a great thing to do to go try out the old Arnold Palmer Spike. Now, we've talked about Arnold Palmer Spike on the show a couple times. It's classic taste, iced tea, lemonade, but 5% ABV, you know? And while that's not, you know, that's not a lot, but it's enough. You know what I mean? It's enough to be responsible it's and it tastes great. And it's made with real juice, brewed teas. It's got a smooth flavor. It's fantastic, okay? Uh, it's timeless, really. So, you know, fairway, not, you know, if you're in the fairway and you're sweating your, 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 hair follicles out the out the top of your head and you need something to cool you off arnold palmer spiked is the way to go with that five percent abv and you can get it in multi-packs or tall 24 ounce cans that's that's really what you need to know so you can sit that all day on the lake on the water whatever you do so you can find arnold palmer spiked in a store near you at arnoldpalmerspike.com slash tour junkies or search for it on drizzly which we talked about a couple weeks ago and instant cart uh, that's arnoldpalmerspike.com slash tour junkies to find out where it be, where it be, where it at, where it at. Um, so 2021 Hornell Brewing Company, Memphis, Tennessee, by the way, malt beverage and natural flavor. Celebrate responsibly with Arnold Palmer Spiked over there in Memphis, right there. Maybe there'll be some Arnold Palmer Spiked walking around uh, TPC Southland in the hands of a fan yeah. or, or maybe smuggled in the bag of a player. You know, who knows? We know a couple guys that might do that. All right, let's do the... I would do it if I was a tour player. Oh, do you? Blake. Blake says he's got a case in the fridge right now. He says they are the shit. Thank you, Blake. Thanks for that, Helm. Oh, Helm Diver. There he is. 
See, so there you go. There's a testimonial right there from old Blake. Good stuff. All right, 7K range. I'm going to make this uh, make this pretty pretty quick and dirty. You know, normally I have such a hard time narrowing it down in the 7K well, there's range. there's not a whole lot of guys here. I mean, usually I it's twice Thank as God. But I, I have three very clear favorites to me, and I feel like... I feel like I'm not going to talk myself out of these guys by the end of the week, which is refreshing. You know, I tend to, sometimes I'll do that, but I, I'm going to definitely roll with Harris English, former winner at, at this golf course when mm-hmm. it was a St. Jude classic, been playing fantastic. Now two wins on the PJ tour season. Uh, you want boxes checked? Sure. He's got all of them. So there you go. Harris English, 7,600 Terrell Hatton at 7,400. I mean, what's his wow. what's his world golf ranking right now? What's the real? Hattons? I don't know, but I I had a feeling you weren't going to go there. So, well, I mean, uh, I, you see his name, and it's like, wait a minute, yeah, he's thirteenth in the world right now. Terrell Hatton and Harris English is fourteenth in the world, and those two are in the seven K. I mean, Rory McIlroy is twelfth in the world right now. Like, they are uh, these these are some values right here to me. Now, here's some chalk I might eat. You know, I might, I might just. I might just chow out on these two boys, and then I'll fade those two highest-owned players in the 9K range, having some leverage, like I said, um, and, and, and roll with that. Just love them both. I mean, I don't even care. And, and Hatton really checks a lot of all the boxes as well. Yeah, so, he does. Um, in terms of you know, the stuff we talked about earlier, in terms of what was important to us, let's see. He, has, he did play here the last two years and didn't play well, but I don't care. I mean, it just doesn't matter with stuff like this. Um, and, and then my next favorite play is a guy that I just am never on, but I am. Sergio Garcia. You have got to be kidding me. So I, I, guess, it, I guess they're like the three clear names in this range. Because you had all three? Can't see. Uh, okay, I guess that's what that means. Oh, there it is. Uh, okay, I see it. I write your name next to the ones that I, we have agreement with. Yeah. I'm there. All three. That was surprising to me. I, I was wondering it, when you started, I was about to say something. I wonder if he'll even get one. Well, I knew you'd get one with English, but I was surprised that you went and had in Sergio. I mean, he's been playing good. I mean, obviously, it's all about the putter for Sergio still, always and forever. But um, four rounds, you don't have to worry about him missing the cut. Uh, big event. Like, yeah, it's, it's very enticing. So I'm there. My fade is Billy Ho. 50th in approach, 62nd in around the green, 42nd in bogey avoidance all over the last 24 rounds. His last top 20 was in February. Now, it was at a WGC event, but that was his last top 20. So I'm not buying Billy Ho. He's a gator. Screw him. So that's it. All right. Well, I don't have this will be quick because I don't have to talk about my three GPPs because they were all the same as yours. My fade is actually Willie Z. Man, I am just... What do we know about think, his back injury? Or his whatever injury? I don't know. I, I don't know anything. Um, he, may be, know, maybe. he may be a Daniel Berger, where he hits one tee shot at a WGC and withdraws and collects his $40,000 check. Yeah, or he may out just freaking win the tournament. I don't think he will. I don't see him putting well on these greens. And, um, you know, I don't think his ownership's going to probably be that high, but still, I, I just, I don't want, I, I think the Willie Z craze has settled down a little bit after, you know, it, it kind of peaked at the Masters and then it started going down since then. Um, just, just not really a fan of Willie Z this week. Um, love him in general, love his game. I think he's going to be, you know, a, a great player on tour for a long time. But right now, I'm not going to play him. 
I will avoid him this week. So okay. All right, hit me with your six K. I got a ton of names down here, so I'm I'm gonna have to I mean, to... there's a lot of guys in the six K range. I mean, you mentioned it. I mean, there's so many guys that you can talk about that that I like. Um, you know, I'll start with Kiz. I, I like Kiz this week. I think this is a good course for Kiz. Um, he's been playing better recently. Um, you know, very accurate off the tee, great scrambler, top ten in putting on Bermuda Greens. You know, his approach and ball striking, you know, leaves a little bit to be desired, but still. I like him a lot this week. Um, I like Homa. You know, Max Homa is like mm. 150 to 1 in odds mm. this week. Um, I mean, okay. top 25 in the field in both ball striking and approach. You know, 11th in that par 4 scoring stat I mentioned, 450 to 500 yards. You know, he's pretty decent on Bermuda Greens. It's not his best surface, but still, I like Homa. I think uh, he's uh, kind of coming in on the radar here. I feel like he'll probably be low-owned. And then a uh, couple others I'll give you. Stuart Sink at 6,500. Mm. I like him as well this week. You know, you look at his history here. I mean, it's it's pretty daggum good. I mean, he is uh, he's obviously played here a ton because he's old. Um, <laughs> but he has not played a WGC event here. But before that, he finished 10th and 4th. And fourth and fourth and fourth. <laughs> he, finished, fourth. he finished fourth. He finished tenth and fourth. And 2016 and no, no, 2017 and 2018. Um, I like Sink this week. And then Lucas Glover at 6,400. Yeah. yeah, Glover's one I had to. Dude, let me tell you, I my 6,400 for Glover. You know, my favorite play in this range, and, and I did like a real quick, you guys know, like we're not big model guys. Okay. We're not. But I do, when I pick the stats, if it's one of those weeks where I'm looking at stats, and this week is, uh, when I do that on Fantasy National, I go ahead and give it like an initial weighting of what I think is most important in the mixed condition model on Fantasy National. That's what I like to use. And my very first just gut initial model today uh, spit out Sam Burns ninth overall in the model. And it's because over the last 24 rounds, he's 15th in approach, 31st off the tee, 20th around the green, third in uh, long-term strokes game putting on Bermuda, 17th in the last 24 rounds in bogey avoidance. Just won a few weeks ago, runner-up right after that, 13th a couple weeks ago. Uh, toss out the Open Championship, kind of poor performance. It was his first Open Championship. It's the Open, it's variable, whatever. But Sam Burns is a killer at 6,900 in a four-tournament or four-round guaranteed event He's a scorer. He's a stone-cold killer. Um, and, and he's Bermuda Burns, baby. I mean, I, I, what more do you want? He is easily my favorite play down here. And yes, I do see Cameron Davis's name down here, but Sam Burns is still my favorite in this range. I like him a lot. Um, agree with you on the Glover call. Ryan Palmer is another one that mm. I'm, I'm looking at here. I actually like that one, too. You know, good approach play, good total driving kind of kind of situation for, for Ryan Palmer. Plenty of length off the tee. 15th here last year. And, um, you know, if the wind does get going a little bit, which I anticipate it will on the weekend, Palmer's a good wind player for sure. And a, kind of a sneakier one maybe um, is is Martin Laird. Um, I think he's going to be a little mm. sneakier. Still, still hitting the irons great. Not super long off the tee, but very accurate. You know, 28th is his most recent uh, event. He played the John Deere Classic, finished 28th there. Uh, has never played the WGC here before. Actually, let's see if he's played. I'm sure he's probably played the St. Jude. Let's see. 
Yeah, I played the St. Jude four times, miscut, 58th, 60th, 24th. So not great. Um, but I don't know, I just have a kind of a feeling on Martin Laird. That's it. But but Burns is by far my favorite. Love Burns, um, Glover, Palmer, and then I think Laird is a little sneaky. That's it. That's it. That's it. All right, now we're going to do something fun and new. We've never done this before. Are you ready for this, Pat? Do you even know what we're doing? I don't, I don't know if I'm ready. All right. <laughs> what happened? Pat doesn't know what we're doing. Uh, Producer Sam had this idea. I think it would be a fun idea. We'll try, we'll try it out, see what happens. You know, sometimes you just got to throw some mud on the wall, see if it sticks. That's what we do a lot of times at Tour Junkies. Oh, I know what we're doing now. I do know. So, uh, Producer Sam thought it would be fun for us to try and work together under the gun, on the clock, for me and Pat to build a GPP lineup. As if we were building a full lineup, we're going we're gonna to have to work together. It's like a group project in school. We got we to gotta come to an agreement. We're gonna have to make some concessions, Pat. You know, okay. you know, but talk. we gotta talk. We gotta communicate. Bones okay. always said that he had like his his like one call a tournament or something where he could tell Phil like he could use his card to say absolutely not, I'm not doing that. You know, so we gotta we may have to have one of those. Um, but we're gonna try to build a, a tournament lineup. So this is if we were this is if we were playing in a GPP turn big. You know, maybe one of the big. Uh, big contest on DraftKings or something like that, or a big three max entry or something. So we got to have some ownership leverage, and we got to do it in two minutes or less. This is this is Sam's rule, okay. and I just feel like that's not that's going to go so freaking fast. Yeah, that's not going to work, Sam. But we'll try to do what you say. Yeah. Uh, so we need to pull up our because we don't have the fancy. Uh, we're not we don't we're not going to have DraftKings up on the screen right now. I don't think. I don't know what Sam's got planned back there, but Sam, tell us what to do from here on out, and uh, and and we'll we'll roll with it. Well, I'm, I'm going to roll the clock for you. Oh, God. Okay. But you'll, oh, one of you. We're going to have be, a damn clock? Oh, yeah. Two minutes on the, well, two minutes and 20 seconds. So it fits on Twitter. That's the, that's the goal. Two minutes and 20 and, seconds. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Two minutes, uh, 20 oh, seconds. Oh, so it has, to, okay. So you didn't yeah. just come up with the two minutes. You were like thinking ahead, like this could actually be good on Twitter. Oh, yes. I was thinking okay. algor- yeah. algorithm, baby. Okay. Um, but yeah, two minutes and 20 seconds on the clock. One of you will need to take out your device and actually place this lineup. I got. It. I have. And I have it. But you can. We'll both. I, I want to keep yeah. up with the two. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. Okay, and then we'll de- we'll debrief quickly, and then we'll be done. Are you All right. To, are you gonna tell us when? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you when your time starts. Are you, uh, boys? Wait, are you wait, ready? Wait, wait, no, I'm not ready. Hang on. Hang what on. Been, what, what are you doing? You looking at OnlyFans? I, I Setting up your OnlyFans account? Yeah, I'm setting up the OnlyFans account. <laughs> um. All right. I am. Uh, I'm ready now. All right, boys. And your time starts now. Pat, what if we go Garcia, Hatton, English? The three guys we agreed on. Garcia, okay, I'm all, I'm all in for that. That's Garcia, good. We'll save some time. Okay, let's see. Garcia, Hatton, English. That leaves us with an average of like 9,200. I, I really love the Sam Burns. I would love to lock in Sam Burns. And then we I, can... don't like, I don't like Sam Burns. No. I, don't, I do not want to put in Sam Burns. Okay, then uh, what no. about uh, uh, Fitzy? No. We both like Fitzy. Fitzpatrick? Yeah, let's do Fitzy. All right, now we have plenty of, we have 94, two players left, 94.50 average salary. We could go big here. We could, we got to. I think, I think, let me add somebody here. Uh, Let me talk for once. (laughs) Um, I think we put in. um, Are you going to talk? We're on the clock. I think we, I think we put in um, Cantlay. Oh, God. Why would you do that to me? I just said, I, 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 that's too soon, man. Under 90 seconds. 
Okay, I mean, we got plenty of time. We're only we've only got two guys to choose from. What about so let's let's. I like Spieth. Okay, but I can get down you with think Spieth. He's, you think he's going to be pretty high owned? Well, let's but... let's let's get him in there, and then what if we did? Um, what if we did? Uh, shh, I don't like where this is going. Whoa, let's go Webb. That would that would be good. What about Webb? answer? Leave no money on the table if you go. One Webb. minute left. Answer. One minute. Answer. So we can leave money on the table. I, answer. Come on. What about what about Connors though at eighty one hundred? We didn't even. I talk would do about Connors. Him. I would do Connors. I would settle for Connors. Okay, that leaves us four hundred on the table. Are we too chalky? Let's see. Speed's going to be chalk. Hatton's going to be chalk for sure. English, I feel like it's going to be chalk. We got some leverage. Connors might go under the radar. I feel like Connors seconds. is going to be some leverage. I've, uh, oh. Who's going to be higher on between Scheffler and Fitzpatrick? We can actually 20. move from Fitz, Fitzy to Scheffler. I know. Who's going to be higher owned? I think Fitzy is. Okay, then let's seconds. go Scheffler. All right, let's go Scheffler. I'm with you there. I don't think we left enough money on the table. I, I, I'm that leaves seven, seven, six, five. I'll lock it in. Four, okay, three, two, one. Okay, that was... Let's, let's review. What's the lineup? Um, the lineup is Jordan Spieth, then uh, Scotty Scheffler. Corey Connors, Harris English, Terrell Hatton, and Sergio Garcia. Yeah. Um, I, I like this. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's some leverage here. This is going to be really hard to do again when we don't have, when we can't like immediately start off with three guys we both agree on. <laughs> we both yeah, agree on. Yeah. That would be Hatton, easy. English, and Garcia. Quick. kind of took the easy route there by immediately going with three guys. I, I don't, I definitely think Hatton and English are going to be popular. I feel like Sergio is going to slide under the radar a little bit. So I think we'll get a little bit of leverage with Sergio. It does feel like Connors is all of a sudden forgotten, so I think we'll get some leverage there. I don't know how much we'll get with Scheffler, but I do think that he may end up a little lower on than Fitzy. So I think we helped ourselves there. Anyway, maybe leave a comment in the YouTube section. What do you think we did wrong? Who would you switch out? Do you hate the whole thing? Um, all that. That'd be good. Yeah. Was that what you wanted it to be, Sam? Um, it it was pretty good. You know, I give it like a seven. <laughs> it like, didn't sound I like, think maybe, like eh, maybe you're maybe, maybe your low and your low energy DB brought it down a little bit. I know? like I like the theory of what we're doing here. I like yeah. this. But we need to uh we can add some energy and some disagreement. That would be good. But yeah, but we um my attempt to show the uh, timer on screen didn't work so well, though. So we'll we'll edit yeah. that out. Yeah, it's um, a real ratchet operation at times here <laughs> at, at your junkies. Wait Internet. till they see the wheel of misfortunes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The 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 nut punch wheel of death that we have. All right, um, I think that's everything. We got the betting show coming up. Nut up or shut up is going to be on. We're going to have a, a new contestant, new sponsor. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm actually more excited to bet this golf tournament than I am play DFS. So maybe I'll, maybe the energy will even will kick up a notch. Um, so there you go. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to comment on the YouTube video once it's done. Give it a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel as well so you can be notified when we go live when we do certain stuff. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, appreciate y'all. Spread that TJ gospel. See ya!